Well, hello there. In today's episode, I'm going to answer the question, should I pay off my debt or invest? I'm going to give you three things to consider to help you make your decision. And then I'm going to offer you a free resource. It's a download. It's a worksheet I, I created that I call my five steps to get your financial stuff together. And it's going to help you set out on the right track to financial freedom. Stick around because we're going to cover the ways to help you ignite financial freedom. Welcome to the Igniting Financial Freedom Podcast, where I give you perspective as if I'm in your shoes so that you can remove the worry of money and create the life you want for you and your family. I'm your host, Clark Bradley. I've helped countless others reach their goals. Are you ready to join me as you pursue financial freedom? All right. Welcome, welcome to episode 16, sweet 16 of the Igniting Financial Freedom Podcast. Today, I'm going to address the question, should I pay off my debt or invest? So I want to address three things that will help you hopefully clarify this decision. At the end of the day, this is a decision that you can make on your own, but that I will just give some perspective and maybe give a piece of advice or two of what I might do in your shoes. So the first thing that I would consider of the three things that I'll cover today, the first one is your comfort level with your debt. What I mean by that is, are you feeling overwhelmed or drowning in your, in the type of debt and the, and in the, the weight of that debt? So for example, I had a, my wife and I, we both had a, a waterproofing loan that I've spoken upon, spoken about on previous podcasts. And, and that was what I'd consider a PETA debt meaning it was a real pain in the ass for us. We didn't like it. The the f- terms of the financing were less than ideal. It was a higher interest rate. It was a good payment amount. And we weren't like, we didn't love the decision of the actual home improvement, the waterproofing that we did. So that just was more salt in the wound. So that became our primary debt that we paid off. Now, that may not be the case with you. You might not have any PETA debt, so to speak. But instead, maybe your level of comfort is surrounding the cash reserves or lack of cash reserves that you have. And so that gives you a little bit of uncertainty. Maybe you have just debt that's maybe not something like that, not necessarily a PETA debt. It's not anything that you have a serious distaste for or the terms are so out of whack that it's just really to your detriment to keep it around. But maybe you only have a couple hundred bucks in cash and you've got the rest of this debt that's just laying around there that you really should begin attacking. And maybe even the debt is, is lower lower interest rates. Maybe it's uh, just a car loan and some student loans. The rates are favorable, but you have minimal cash reserves. I would say you're not in the position to invest yet. I wouldn't be investing in your shoes. Because I would feel uncomfortable, I would feel like that was more of a risk that I was w- than I was comfortable willing to take by investing when I only had a couple hundred bucks in cash. I'd build up my reserves to a couple percent worth of my annual income. So I've I've mentioned this before, but let's say you make fifty grand a year, two percent of that is a thousand bucks. So that should be your floor. So the second thing to consider 
to help you decide well, should you pay off debt or should you invest is the interest rate on the debt that you actually have. So the first scenario would be if you have debt that's greater than 8%, that's typically your payday loans, credit cards, some of your student loans, maybe some car loans, basically anything that's over that 8%. And I, and I picked that number, 8%, because that's generally the number that you can achieve in the stock market. Now, that's such a loaded number, right? That's a loaded statement. But on average, over time, if you're investing in mostly stock, let's say 75% or higher across your investments in stocks, whether it's mutual funds or whatever you, you might have, 8% is a is a fairly safe number to expect. So if you're looking at it this way, why would you invest money in the stock market at, let's say, an 8% average? When you could be taking that money and paying off something, let's say a credit card that's sitting at 25% or student loans at 14% or petty loans at 29%. That doesn't make sense, at least to me. Now, the other scenario might be you have interest rates on your debt that is less than 8%. Most car loans, pretty much all mortgages up to this point, most student loans pretty much anything that's secured by an asset of some kind. If you're in a position that you have a good chunk of money, you know, like I said, 2% of your income already sitting in cash, you could begin investing in what I'd consider, what you could consider is splitting some of the extra money you have every month between starting to invest and then continuing to pay off your debt. Now, you could also look at it this way. Fast forward two years. This would be the third thing to consider, by the way, before you just make this decision. Fast forward two years. Okay, let's just pretend for this example's sake that you've got $400 extra a month that you can put somewhere, whether it's debt payoff or investing or whatever it might be. Now, option one would be you continue to pay off your debt and you wait to invest, which means you'll have paid off $9,600 towards your debt over a two-year period, right? $400 a month times 12 times two, okay? Not to mention the minimum payments that you're already paying towards that debt and a portion of every minimum payment goes towards the principal balance, right? So you would have paid off more than 9600 in total in that two-year period. Now, waiting two years to invest is not going to break you financially from from a long-term picture of achieving financial independence or achieving financial freedom. But here's the kicker. You've got to stay focused and disciplined on that debt payoff because if you do stop or delay investing, two years should really be that mark that you should be out of debt by in order to to not not invest for any longer. Let me say that a different way. If you commit to paying off debt in a two-year period, but you aren't quite as focused or you aren't quite as diligent and you aren't quite as intense with it as you should be, two years can turn into four, and now you've missed four years of market appreciation. That's not quite so good. And that is exactly what happened to me. I turned off the faucet into my 401k contributions for a period of probably four, 
four years, maybe five, and wasn't as intent as intense or as diligent as I should be with paying off debt. And so we, what we thought was going to be maybe two or three years became four or five. And so that matching contribution in the 401k, as well as the appreciation, was a piece of that that I did not participate in. Which is why I do not recommend stopping your contributions because, in particular, if you have a match available at your employer. If you have a match available at your employer, you can reduce your contributions to the point where you continue to get the match. But I would continue to, to, to make that, put those contributions into the 401k so that you continue to get the match from your from your job, from your employer. Okay. Now, option one. Again, you're continuing to pay off debt. You're waiting to invest. You have $400 a month going towards your debt every single month. And anything else you can throw at it, things you can sell, other expenses you can cut, additional income you can make. Option two could be you're still paying off your debt, but you're taking half of that and paying off debt. And the other half of it, you're investing it. So instead of $9,600 over two years, you've got $4,800 over two years to pay off debt and $4,800 over two years that has been invested. But that assumption for option two is that you've already paid off debt that's over 8% interest. So there's some several things to think about here. And I'm getting a little deep, maybe just for a general podcast. But I want to I want to bring some things to your attention. Again, separating the level of the, the interest rate and the level of interest that you have on your debt, because not all debt is created equal. And factoring in how what your comfort level is with the debt that you do have. Okay. And that's and that's killer for me. When I get on coaching calls with with clients, it's helpful for me to understand what's the weight, not just financially, but emotionally with any of this debt that's attached to your balance sheet, if you will. And no answer or no scenario is the same for every single person. That's why I can't just say, okay, follow this blueprint to a T and do this and then do that. And if this is greater than this percentage, pay this off and pay that off because it's not the same and it's not just a blanket statement for every single person. There are general guidelines and rules, but it's hard to say the exact same thing for every person. So if you'd like to walk through your scenario of should you pay off debt, should you invest, where should your money be going to get the most bang for your buck, to be the most effective and to push you forward towards financial freedom, sign up for a 30-minute strategy session where I will talk with you one-on-one. That is a complimentary, that is a free session, ignitingfinancialfreedom.com slash coaching. And also today for your quick win, I do have a free download. There is no email required. That is my five steps to get your financial stuff together, ignitingfinancialfreedom.com slash stuff. So what's coming down the pipe? Stay tuned. I do have additional episodes. I'm going to take on your biggest questions related to money. To submit a question, have it answered here live on the podcast, you can go to ignitingfinancialfreedom.com slash podcast. That's just my general podcast page. You'll see a list of all the episodes there. You'll be able to submit your question on the top of the page. 
I do have a form there that you can fill out. I will address your questions here right on the podcast live. And so that is all from me today. We'll catch you on the next one. Cheers. Thanks for listening to the Igniting Financial Freedom Podcast. Be sure to subscribe to see future episodes. Go ahead, give it a rating and review so I can help more people ignite their financial freedom. And I wish you good fortune. I'll see you next time.